People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Real Estate Podcast, the intersection between the latest trends in real estate and its impact on our everyday lives. We're your hosts, Alex Norman. And Jamie Blonde, and you've come to the right location. The real estate starts now. In today's episode, BioProtect, we explore the intersection between real estate and commercial cleaners. Today's guest is Federico Galeote, CEO of BioShield Clean, a commercial cleaning company serving the East Coast in Texas, focused on hospitality, office, and residential buildings. They are also the exclusive distributors of a new game-changing nanotechnology product for viral disinfection called BioProtect. Federico, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Federico. Thank you for having me, guys. It's a pleasure. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So I was born in Italy. Both parents are Italian, but pretty much now I've lived half my life in the States and half my life in Europe between France and Italy. Um, as you know, we know each other from New York from back in the day. I was in New York for quite a while since 97. Then uh, with business, we started moving down the East Coast. So I moved down to Washington for a few years. And then I've been here in Miami for the last five years, enjoying the sunny weather down here. So tell us, what is BioShield and what do you do? So BioShield Clean is a commercial cleaning company. Uh, our, the industry that we focus on is down south here is hospitality, mostly hotels and restaurants up in the northeast. We do that too, but we do more offices and residential buildings, hospitals, a little bit of everything that basically needs cleaning. You know, when we first met, um, uh, you were the Panini King of New York. I think you'd won some awards for a restaurant chain you had of, of sandwiches. I mean, you're, you're, you're a, you're, you have a history of entrepreneurship. Who knew that when you pivoted to uh, cleaning, you would end up being such an important part of society when COVID hit, the first pandemic in a century? How, would, how did that pivot happen and, and how did you handle all that? Well, it's, it's being a serial entrepreneur, it's a roller coaster ride. You know, the sandwiches were great. You know, you need to feed people and stuff like that. It was an amazing experience. Uh, and then just got into commercial cleaning through a college buddy of mine. 
Um, he basically had been in the cleaning business his whole life with his dad. I'd give him a lot of business throughout the years and we decided to join forces together uh, basically in 2007, 2008. And the rest is sort of history. We started spreading down the East Coast. And as you know, I was even in finance before and real estate. So it's been an adventure. It's been an interesting ride and an interesting adventure, but commercial cleaning has been, it's been great. It's an underlying business that many people don't think about, but everyone needs. You know, I, when I think of commercial cleaning and finance, I immediately think of that movie Wall Street where Bud Fox had to join the commercial <laughs> cleaning company in order to get to steal secrets. I'm sure that doesn't happen in your business, but I, it's, just, it's, a, it's, a, it's one of those things you just don't really think about um, in terms of the importance um, of cleaning and of office cleaning. Uh, where people work, where people spend most of their day. Uh, outside of their home is is in the office. So cleaning um, uh, is 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 a really important part of 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 business. Absolutely. Listen, I felt totally like Bud Fox because when I jumped into this, I went from zero to a hundred thousand. I needed the help of my business partner definitely at the beginning with the trick questions to look a little professional, but. You know, just like any entrepreneur in any business, after a couple of years, you can really, I mean, I'm no plastic surgeon. You definitely need the, the know-how and that in there, but you really get to know your business, you know, through also falling on your face and just personal experiences, you know, but uh, yeah. Look, but, look, look we, we had a we had a plastic surgeon on the show and the first five minutes we were talking about breasts. So trust me, <laughs> I, think, I think, I think we're, uh, I think we're, 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 we're good. We're good here. I can talk to you about bleach. <laughs> And that was the spice of the show right there. <laughs> well, listen, you know, in the 70s and 80s, uh, industry started outsourcing a lot of functions. Um, now, it, now in present day, is, is the cleaning of hospitality spaces like hotels or residential or office spaces, is that mostly an outsourced business or is it still a function of convincing the customer the advantages of outsourcing to you? It's, it's I'd probably say, mostly outsourced couple of reasons behind the outsourcing. First of all, it alleviates a lot of things with payroll and all those issues. But at the same time, you know, they can only go so far with the cleaning. We've got the extra product, we've got the extra machinery, we've got the extra know-how, and they see the difference at the end. You know, even if it's an office building or a residential building, you've got marble, you've got stone, you're not even going to invest in the machines, you're not going to be doing that. Hospitality wise for hotels, it's a little different. So we do the cam area, the common maintenance area. So it'd be the lobby, the swimming pool, the restaurants, the clubs. They still in-house, they're cleaning for the rooms, basically. We don't do too many rooms. It's mostly the outdoor areas or the cam areas. Well, speaking of hospitality, Florida, obviously a state that has been more open than most during COVID, but even we were extremely affected at the beginning when all the hotels had to shut down and hospitality came to a stop. What did your company do? How did you pivot? So it was a little bit of a double-edged sword because everybody goes, oh my God, you're in the cleaning business, COVID hit, you must have exploded. So in a little bit, no, I mean, residential buildings, what happened was is, you know, they wanted double the service, triple the service for the same price. So our staff really had to be on top of it for the residential buildings. Hospitality, most of it closed down, restaurants and hotels you know, our pivot was I had the luck of having a friend of mine whose cousin came up with this product, BioProtect, which he actually bought back from DuPont. And this product, as you mentioned at the beginning of the interview, it's a molecular biostatic shield that basically, you know, kills viruses such as COVID-19 for up to 45 days. So 
imagine like scotch guard when you spray it on a couch and it protects against if a glass of wine dropped on top of it well what this basically is is a billion micro needles that are covered on soft surfaces and hard surfaces and imagine the virus like COVID is a balloon if it's a solid balloon and it goes inside your mouth your nose it will infect you but when these little balloons fall on these needles and they pop the membrane of it there's no it kills the virus itself so it's a nasty example i use but if jamie you were to sneeze on the table and i put my hand on your snot immediately i would not catch covid even if you had it on that on there so you may just catch cooties you may, exactly, yeah, you may get you. we may go out on a date if that's how you're yeah. exactly exactly so so long story short this was amazing i had to look to become a you know a distributor of it and our clients loved us because imagine this you have a product that you fog or spray it lasts for 45 days that means still you got to clean every day it's not that you stop cleaning for 45 days but can you imagine having, you know, stickers, marketing, all like, let's use an, a restaurant, for example, on the menu in front of the door, something stating, hey, we have a product that kills COVID-19 for up to 45 days. And this product also is FDA approved, EPA registered. And there's a global viral network, which is kind of like the worldwide FDA that it took a little bit of time. Honestly, it took about four or five months when COVID was already hitting for them to approve it off the global viral network. But you know, this, this is a great product because first of all, not only the clients as yourselves going into a restaurant get to see, Hey, look, they're doing an extra effort here instead of just the usual cleaning where I can feel comfortable touching any surfaces, but also for their employees, you know, employees walking in there in the kitchen, having to cook and this and that. Yes. Everybody took their shots. Everybody got tested walking in, but there's nothing more better feeling of just walking in and knowing that any type of surface that you're touching, you know, so that's great for our business. It really saved us because with everything that closed down on our end here, the 50% of the business that we lost, we were able to gain with this product, you know, even though we just applied it every 45 days, but at least, you know, it saved us. Yeah. I see a lot of um, application for your business. Obviously there's a licensing component to, to it, right? Because some companies just may want to want that that product as opposed to all of the cleaning services. Um, but I think of, of how many uh, screens, for example, are in, are in the world, uh, kiosks. You know, I, I, I haven't been into a McDonald's lately, but I do know that they have kiosks, people are touching screens and there's no, there's no you know, sanitizer next to the screens and all that. So there's a lot of places in which people are touching repetitively that could probably benefit from a 45-day shield, um, uh, like you mentioned. Well, you, Alex, you're a big CrossFit guy. I would imagine gyms, which did stay open or got op became open very quickly in Florida, was probably a great place to be able to advertise that safety. Well, you know, actually, that's that point. Uh, you know, you, you know, it's very common up until the to till I met you actually, where you'd see or hear people spraying everything down with pneumonia or or bleach, yeah. and 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 you met you referenced the CrossFit, you know, within the gyms, you're asked to wipe down your equipment after you're done, and you're wiping it down with bleach, and you're wiping down barbells, and as a result, it gets rusty, and it's just things start deteriorating a lot faster because you're, you're, you're ultimately destroying um, these, 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 uh, you know, these machines with, you know, with, with the, the cleaning solution. So it sounds like it, it's a win-win for you guys. It is. Look, uh, I'm in CrossFit too, but I do sweat 440. That's in New York and Miami. So we did those. They were super happy. Cody, the owner was super happy that we were spraying all their locations They had stickers all over the place. 
I had people come to me when I was working out that they felt safer. And you're absolutely right. Like bleach does destroy, you know, we had an issue with one building down in Brickell where they wanted us to continuously wipe down the buttons of the elevators. And you know what happens if I wipe them down every 15 minutes for a six month period, they're going to deteriorate stuff like that. So you had to find new solutions, you know, that another one, and I'm jumping a little bit into the environment a little bit. So we had a company that approached us that got a government contract with Miami for all the bus stops they were basically spraying bleach on these bus stops every single day. Can you imagine how much it seeped into the environment, went to the ocean and was starting to destroy the ocean? When they heard about our product, they flipped out because first of all, it was a solution that lasted 45 days. So they didn't have to like go every single day. And the city loved it, you know, on that and there, we kind of outsourced that to that company. We usually do it on our own, but since he was a friend of a friend, but those are great solutions that help the environment, help everybody. You know, look, it's a whole new world with COVID. It's a whole new like environment we're living in. So we're all trying to figure out a way. Is it the ultimate solution? No, because you know we protect surfaces. But if someone were to sneeze in my face or anything that's airborne, you know, if if it was the all, then I think I'd be a billionaire by now with this or the actual company. They'd be all billionaires by now. But it's definitely you know a, a, an added plus. It's almost like Affleck adding on to an insurance, you know? If you could spray people, you'd have, you'd be a trillionaire, let alone so, a billionaire. You know what, it, it's, <clears throat> it, that's a funny question you ask. And I was asking the scientists behind it because I had those questions where people were asking like, um, you know, can, can you spray it on yourself, you know, stuff like that. And it's not recommended, even though it's 100% organic, it's basically molecular stuff like that. And, and people not to get, become a dirty Italian, but they're asking to spray their personal parts to see if that would protect. And I'm like, you know what? No, no, no. I don't think that was related to COVID. There. there are about four or five other things, but I don't think COVID was. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anyways, I'll stop right there with that. You made a very good point, uh, Federico, about the, not only the customers, but also the workers. Uh, something like 60% of all workers in the country were not able to work from home. A lot of them suffered greatly during, uh, during the shutdown of the economy. Florida uh, had the advantage as we opened early that a lot of these people were able to come to work but i'm sure they were very nervous and they have kids at home or they have older for older parents at home and they were probably very nervous to be out this must have been very rewarding in terms of being able to feel safe and be able to earn your living absolutely and here's the dilemma you know like your top tier companies do have the budget still too so when we people started going back to the offices we only cleaned at night for example okay but your top tier companies that ask us, hey, can we have two, three, you know, porters come in the daytime just to touch base and clean the conference rooms? That's great. But for your medium sized companies and also your small sized companies that don't have that budget, we have to come up with other solutions. So one of them is BioProtect. I'll be honest with you guys, it's slowed down quite a bit with that because now people are just coming back. People are have done their vaccinations and this and that. But what we try to do also is we try to do quarterly meetings with the HR staff just to go over like some sort of extra protocol that the employees can implement, you know, while we just clean at night. But it does, it's a little extra that you got to do. If you're going to use the conference, if you guys use the conference room, after you're done with the conference room, just be a little proactive, clean up the phones, you know, wipe down the desk, do that little extra for the other person that's coming in there that we used to not do back in the day before COVID and just wait until the cleaning company would come in. So it's small things like that. It's it's a community now. We have to help out on both ends here. If you can't afford to have, as I said, a porter in the daytime coming to your office. You know, I think there's a bit of a psychological comfort to you know, when you see that someone's cleaning 
now, right? I think, you know, Absolutely. You, you know, I think there was there was a point in time where you 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 cleaned at night because you didn't want people to see the cleaning people, right? It was like it was like, you know, out of sight, out of mind, you know, don't let don't see the don't don't show your face to the customers kind of deal. Um, but now with COVID, I just want the peace of mind of knowing that my my environment is is clean and being cleaned. And so in some ways it it would I would want to see them during the day, right? And so it might be a good question to ask HR say, hey, look, you know, would people like to see the cleaning people come in at noon, for example? Uh, and I I would I would argue to say that more people would opt in and say yes and have your cleaning schedules obviously be impacted. But there's a lot of positive goodwill you can get from just being present. Uh, absolutely. Listen, I mean, we do in DC, we do quite a bit of co-working spaces. And you can imagine those type of scenarios where you really have a, a tight niche volume in one floor that really needs the extra effort. And we do have those porters in there and they do love it, seeing someone that's cleaning up or walking around, just taking care. Again, we're living in a new world. Unfortunately, we don't have, not many people have deep pockets, so you have to figure out how to allocate your money. But definitely, I'm not trying to throw business my way, but definitely cleaning is one factor that should be involved in for the following years, you know, to add in a little bit of cash into that to make sure that, as I said, the employees are good. Well, one thing you could uh, you could start as a side business is if you could start selling the masks that your guys are using when you're doing the fogging. I'd like to get one of those masks. I bet those masks are great. But um, um, seriously, um, people take life for granted, take your health for granted. There's so many things in life you take for granted. And uh, the, the cleaning at night is a perfect example. And then when something hits like COVID, you realize how important it is and how visible it has to become and how valuable you are to the community, what you do for a living now, Federico. As, as we have cycled through COVID, has that changed the market in terms of what type of companies provide the service? Has it changed regulations that have come from the government? Has that imposed more onerous rules on your business or anything like that? So during COVID, the only sort of, and it wasn't sort of mandatory, but on a national and local scale, you did need to use products that were certified by the CDC. You know, so again, it's bleach, it's anything that really killed. But again, you try to use products that weren't harsh on the environment, which a lot of people, unfortunately, were not using on that in there. Um, it's not a, you know, again, it's not like finance where there's so many regulations and this and that. It's just the mindsets changed. I think really, if the owners of businesses and major corporations, their mindset has changed into a real true focus into like, okay, how, it's a component now of the business. How do we focus on the cleaning side of it? But where before we were just kind of like, you know, I joke about this, like 90% of my business, we've done SEO, we've done a million things, Google AdWords, it works more up north. But for me, it's literally being at a dinner and they go, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm in commercial cleaning and ask them like, oh, I've got two buildings on hotel. How much do you pay for your cleaning? They don't even know usually, you know, so let me just come in there. So I've always been sort of that type of business. And now we've been taken to another level, a little bit of importance, which is, is appreciated and nice. So following up on that, tell us exactly what uh, cities where you're where you're focused and where you have business and where you're expanding to. Sure thing. So we uh, since about 2007, 2008, we started up in the northeast in the tri-state area uh, where we heavily cover all the way down to D.C. We do have clients in Atlanta. We pretty much do the East Coast. We do all of Florida. And now during COVID, interestingly enough, 
we've really started to develop the Texas area, Dallas, Austin, we're getting into Houston, and we're probably going to try to get into the East Coast a little bit too in the next, I'd probably say uh, Q2, Q3 of next year, we'd like to end up there. So, and again, this is a lot, keep in mind, like I've been lucky enough, it was a lot of clients from the North that ended up opening stuff down here in Florida and then opening stuff in, 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 in Texas. And we ended up overlapping, for example, the restaurant business down here, we didn't do that much in New York, but now we're known as in Miami, like if you got a restaurant, like use us because we have that solid regiment of that New York mentality. We do it very military structure with, you know, your director of operations, your regional manager, your supervisor. So there's a filter effect that really puts it through, uh, you know, and, and, you know, we got a little bit of a reputation in the business. That's fantastic. So it's it's so you're you have a sounds like you have a very professional shop, and it's not like the cleaning guy. This is it's a bit more than that. It's listen. It's it is, and I'll tell you a funny story. Like when we started opening in Miami, we fell on our face a little bit because we got a lot of contracts, but I was using local people here, and they were just doing a terrible job. So I had to refocus and change a little bit the strategy. And what I did is I got my supervisors from New York down here to really do that regiment the training. And then I started finding really the right people, you know, on that and there. And that was, that was great. That was a game changer for me. And it also helped me develop my staff, you know, into that monster that it can turn into because you start getting contracts, you really need good people to back you up. Well, you know, New York City, um, people are very demanding. You know, you, you get used to in New York, every neighborhood has everything you need. Every service has to be top notch, whether you're finance or art or fashion or advertising. It's the best of the best. And as more people are coming from New York to Miami, it feels like the bar is being raised here. The quality of services and the quality of products, whether it's restaurants, hotels, services like yours are constantly improving. Would you do you feel that? I, I, I do. And I joke with you, Jamie, when you moved down here, when I moved down here, you got to take a deep breath when you move to Miami as a New Yorker, because you're living in Latin America. And my joke that I didn't invent, someone else did, says if if New York and Los Angeles had an illegitimate Latino child, it'd be called Miami. And you're right. It's really like you're seeing it with the restaurants, you're seeing it with everything that service is getting better. There's more of a near. It's still a leap. I'd say probably the next three to four years, you really see that change. I'll give you an example like Carbone, the restaurant. Not only did they use their New York construction team down here to build the whole restaurant out, but they got it built literally in three months, which would have probably taken a year down here with regular builders. But they also brought down their whole staff just to give you an idea of how they wanted to, you know, shift that focus. And I'm well, sure that must have been an easy sell happy. to get the staff to oh go from God, New York yeah. in the middle you of COVID down to Miami. Exactly. Exactly. Well, well you know, the, the funny thing is, is there's just not a lot of people here, right? Just to, you know, I think when people graduate university in Miami, they just have a tendency to leave Miami for opportunities elsewhere. And right now, uh, now that we're outside of COVID or well, we're, some cases we're in COVID still, um, there, there are, there's a talent shortage just around the country for, for just humans working, uh, hands on keyboard or working in factories or whatever. And I think that your business is no different because it's pretty much a people driven business. You have to have humans walk in, open doors, uh, you know, clean handles and all that good stuff. So, uh, I'm imagining you, you have the same challenge as other industries, other businesses have in, in both hiring and retaining good talent. How do you go about doing that? Look, it's, for me, it's more organic, like, 
I don't want to make it sound this way, but it's definitely more organic in the sense of when I find a good person, uh, like any good entrepreneur, I treat them right. So let's start with, you know, supervisors, you know, directors of opera, anything like I really like at the end of the year, there's great bonuses. There's tra- like you, you, you want to keep your people on that in there. Going more to the day-to-day cleaners, it's all about communication. It's all about taking care of them. And the way I've gotten staff is honestly, they have, you know, look, my business, it's a lot of Latin Americans. There's not many Americans cleaning toilets. I hate to say this, not even Europeans as myself, you know, on that and there. So you need a, you, you need that, that, you know, you need that type of person there. And also the fa- like their families, like I end up noticing this, like I'll hire a few people and they'll ask me like, Hey, my cousin, this and that. So, and it's great because then it becomes a family unit almost working in one of the venues. And it's even more tighter because they know each other. If someone's sick, they can find someone else to replace. And they let me know, of course, on that and there or my people. So it's 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 building really a community there because when you're making, it's hard, you know, you're making just those few dollars an hour. It's not that, hey, here's your six-figure salary and stuff like that. And you survive week by week on it. Yeah, you know, it's funny, I, you know, there's Harvard Business Review did a, um, a study uh, many years ago about the power of teams. And they basically said that the mo- most effective team um, are comprised of people who are friends with each other. Uh, and they didn't say family members. I'm sure that'd be a little, I mean, I, I could have worked with my my sister. I mean, her not that, be, uh, that, that can back, that can, that can, <laughs> that can. listen, I'm Italian and most Italian companies are family-based and they fall apart because two just, the first gen, what is it? The first generation makes it, the second spends it all, and the third has to redo it again. So, but that's that that's a different scenario I'm talking about. I mean, you've got again, if you look at if you look at the dishwashers, if you look at the landscapists, if you look at you know like the cleaners, I'm not doing. It's not nothing against Europe or America, but it, you know, you're you're your college kid. My daughter's not gonna listen. My daughter's biggest fear is that I put her in my company and she's cleaning toilets, but it's an amazing experience to have. I think it grounds you. It puts you to another level. I think anybody should work even in the hospitality business to realize like, you know, the sacrifices that these people do. I mean, we, we've been in those clubs and we've been in those restaurants and see how nasty in a club, you know, a, a toilet, sorry, a bathroom can turn into. And there's someone taking care of that, but they're taking care of it with pride. You know, they're doing it and they know it's a job. They know they can put money on the table for their family. You know, my my summer between junior and senior in college in McGill in Montreal, when you have to try to find the job that 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 kind of coincides with your major. And I was electrical engineer. I'm trying to find an engineering job to have on the resume for when I graduate. And I couldn't find any job. I couldn't make it through any interview. I just unlucky or not good pick pick your poison but I couldn't get anywhere the only job I could get was working for the town where I lived and they put me on street cleaning duty I was literally the guy with the yellow reflector vest holding the stick with the pointing needle at the end and picking up the garbage and ca- and pulling the garbage can behind me and my first day I'm up at eight and I'm out out at eight in the morning and my dad on his way to work pulls up behind me and I walk over to him I said I'm so embarrassed I said I this is where I live people are going to see me here and my father said something that I never forgot to this day he said never be embarrassed about an honest day's work and and there are so many people out there who do the dirty jobs that people don't want to do that they don't think about and they're the backbone of this country it's 
it, it's ego. It's all like you have to kill ego and you're right. That's the most beautiful thing you said, because again, you're putting, you put money on the table and it's money for you and you're doing, you're doing an honest day's job. And that's the most important. So let's pivot a bit to the future. Uh, I can't look out my window in Miami without seeing seven or eight cranes. High rises are proliferating everywhere here. It, it, the, 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 the residential and commercial business is exploding. You're in the business of cleaning. Do you see opportunities, challenges, opportunities for new businesses? What do you see out there? Uh, I'll, give, I'll give you a perfect example. It's, uh, I'm an entrepreneur at base, so I'm always looking at new opportunities, stuff like that. There's a great opportunity in Miami right now that I've noticed because you just exactly what you said. So all these buildings are getting built for the external window cleanings of these skyscrapers. There's only a few companies out there. And a lot of the buildings that I clean interiorly, they've asked me, do you do exterior window cleaning? Because they're waiting literally two to three years to get the exterior of their buildings cleaned. So there's definitely a niche market for it. Now, it's a difficult business because your insurance is very high because you're dealing with you know a dangerous type of job. You have to find very specific individuals that the biggest thing is they got to be used to heights, you know, and like doing that, but there's niche markets like that. So for your, your kids getting out of college and all that type of stuff that they're looking to get into a Bitcoin or this and that, God bless them, everything, you know, or do an app or do that. There are great niche markets out there that just like this, you know, you, you create a little company like that. And as you said, I think in the next five years, the skyline of Miami is going to look like the skyline of New York. And you're going to need services like this. And it could be a multi-million dollar business very quick if you structure it correctly and do it correctly. And, you know, you don't have to be an expert in exterior window cleaning, just like I wasn't an expert when I jumped into commercial cleaning. But with time, you learn and everything like that. So it's it, there's definitely there's definitely that. On the negative, real quick, I'll say is because you guys mentioned this. So there's a little bit of a double-edged sword for me in the office space because a lot of people have been working remotely for so long that a lot of companies have decided to reduce their footprint with commercial real estate and go, hey, work from home. So that kind of kills me a little bit in the sense of like, okay, if I have left office space, I'm cleaning less. But again, you still have a lot of companies that want their employees because there's nothing better than face-to-face. -face. I mean, it's great what we're doing right now. We're on video with, with Zoom and this and that, but when you're in a meeting and you're face-to-face, -face, you can throw out ideas. And especially for the younger generation that needs sort of a mentor for us, we're kind of out there a bit, but there's nothing better than being in office space instead of being in your one bedroom studio apartment or whatever, trying to figure out creativity on that. End, so. Yeah. So I think, I think you've touched on a couple of good points right there. I mean, you know, I think when you, when you step back for a moment and you think about kind of the world that we're in, I like to think of it as the, as the culture of clean, right? Where I think everyone ha is conscious of cleanliness in their world now more than ever, whether or not that is at work, at home, or in the commute to and from work at home. And I think there's a there's a point that you make that's very interesting about your business in that when you think about this clean culture, you think about um, do we clean more or do we clean less? And I think the, 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 on the clean more spectrum, we have technology. I think that many of us have a robot that vacuums constantly. And so we have this obsessive, compulsive cleaning culture that needs things clean all the time. At the same time, on the other end of the spectrum, what you're providing also is the opportunity for people to clean less by higher quality, more environmental and using technology 
with your nanotech to say that things stay cleaner a lot longer. So I think you've, you, what's unique about your business is you cover both spectrums with technology as well as with the human power that gets us there. So I, I, so I love where you're going with your business. I think um, the timing of your business is right culturally, because once again, this culture of clean we're in, and I'm sure we'll just only get better. And at the same time, we're also supported by the environmental impact of what a clean world looks like, both literally and figuratively, right? So I, I love your business. I think um, uh, you've got a great niche um, in the market, and hopefully uh, we will see more of your business in cities, more cities to come. So I want to thank you, Federico, for, for spending the time with us, sharing some insight with our, with our audience and listeners around your business and the opportunity that you're providing commercial real estate developers uh, and owners. I also want to say clearly you've become a major player in the space. You've become a major player down here in Florida and in Miami. You've done a great job being able to pivot as needed for what your customers, whether they're residents, whether they're hospitality, whether they're commercial, what they need. And your focus on bioprotect and the environment looks like a tremendous leap forward, not only for the COVID issue, but for viruses in the future that eventually, you know, whether we're around or not, someone else is going to have to deal with. And you guys seem to be on the leading edge. So we really appreciate you coming on. Thank you for your insights for your thoughts about the future and we wish you all the best uh thank you so much goodbye guys you've been listening to the real estate podcast give us a quick review and rating on itunes check out our website at therealstate.co and let us know if there are any new topics you'd like to hear us address we love hearing your feedback see you next week people today can spend half their lives over 50 so it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older like a family vacation or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools.